Yeah, what's going on, man? It's me, Dom Sharp. I'm the host of the This Is What You Should Podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, and the fastest growing podcast in the history of podcasts. Don't Google that, because it's a fact, though. And I want to say a few words about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard, Anchor is the easy way to make a podcast. Let me explain to you real fast. Number one, it's free. And Anchor allows you to edit and record your podcast right for your phone or laptop. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. You can make money off your podcast with no minimum listenerships. So if you got 10 listeners, 20 listeners, 30 listeners, 40 listeners, 50 listeners, no matter how many fucking listeners you got, you can make money off your podcast. No problem. It's everything you ever going to need to make a podcast all in one place. So here's what I need you to do. I need you to go to Google Play Store or your app store and download the Anchor app today. Now, if you ain't got a phone or you ain't got a fucking tablet, you got a laptop because how else would you be listening to this right now? I need you to go on your laptop and go to anchor.fm and create your podcast today. It's the easy way to make a podcast. I'm telling you, I did this, so so can you. Let's get it done. Hey, before we get to the bullshit, Quick reminder, follow us on Instagram at listen to this why you shit. Follow us on Twitter at listen and shit. And if you have the time, go over to our Apple podcast page and give us a rating review. Whether you love the podcast or you hate the podcast, tell us why you hate or love it. Thanks for listening. Let's get to the bullshit. Okay. Welcome back to an episode of the This Is Why You Should Podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, the fast grown podcast, and the history of podcasts. Do not Google that because that is a fact, though. I'm your host, Dom Sharp. Once again, I'm here bored. <laughs> this is day whatever of quarantine. I might be 69, nice or some shit like that. I am severely bored. Like, it's, it's gotten to the point where I am masturbating about five times a day. Got to the point where I don't think about this for a second. It is currently 5 a.m. when I'm recording this podcast. Some of you are like, wow, you're up early. No, I haven't gone to sleep yet. This is my sleep schedule now. My sleep schedule was completely fucking ruined. It is over with. I'm gonna need some melatonin. I need. I'm gonna need some Ambien or some shit. I'm, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need some sativa. Some shit that's gonna put me. It's gonna put my sleep schedule right back on track. Cause me just trying to fall asleep ain't doing it. Today I didn't wake up till seven o'clock, p.m. Some niggas like, wow, that's crazy. But that's been the last three weeks of my life. The last three weeks of my life, I've not woken up until about fucking seven p.m. This shit is disgusting. And honestly, I feel like a piece of shit. I feel like a piece of shit human. Only thing that's making me feel less of a piece of shit is you niggas on Twitter. Shout out to everybody on Twitter who are being more pieces of shit than I am. Some of you niggas just letting off horny tweets all the time. Granted, I'm horny as fuck too, but I'd keep my horniness to myself. And I go to Pornhub and I and I and I, and I work that thing out. Like I, I have a meeting with me and my dick and I handle that. But you niggas just on the TL just firing off horny tweets i guess that's i mean that's how you carry it and so be it that's not how i carry it i, I don't know I'm, I'm gonna do a pod once quarantine is over i'm gonna do like a official quarantine wrap-up which is wild but whatever i gotta get this i gotta get this content one thing i'm doing about one thing i'm doing for the, one thing i'm doing in prep for the quarantine wrap-up pod and i'm screenshotting all of the horniest tweets i see on the tl i got a bunch of horny ass tweets in my screenshots I, I, to just today like a half an hour ago i moved them all to a folder called horny tweets and i'm gonna let you niggas have it on the tl gonna let you niggas have it i might hashtag it i might hashtag it horny tweets when i put the link out so you niggas know i'm coming at you niggas it's crazy but in this low of like no content, I don't. The biggest thing I'm getting the content from right now is the Jordan doc. 
which is not really a Jordan doc, by the way. It's a fucking, it's a, it's a Bulls doc, but whatever. And between a lot of that, every Monday I'm, I'm doing a pod. I got some other stuff planned out. The, uh, the NFL draft is currently happening. Um, if you don't know, I am a Philadelphian, which means I'm a diehard Eagles fan, which that doesn't necessarily mean that. But me, as a true Philadelphian, I am a diehard Eagles fan. I live and die with that football team, and I'm dying right now. I am dying. I'm hours away from death dealing with those motherfuckers. But I'm going to talk about that. Uh, this, the, 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 the draft ends tomorrow, which is, well, today because it's 5 a.m., which is Saturday. And um, I, might, I, might, I might do the pod solo. I might bring my dad along. Maybe, maybe, maybe we get a little me and my dad pod. I don't know. I actually got his idea for um, – once football season starts, that me and my dad would do a podcast every week about, you know, football and shit like that. And that will go into basketball season. And once we get in the flow of that, you know, we can do about maybe two pods a week. I'll release it right on this feed. I'll probably name it something where, like, me and my dad or some shit like that. I don't know. I, I got an idea. But I don't know. Here's here's the thing when I'm – I got actually topics to talk about in a second. But I'm just going to rattle off shit. Here's the thing that I'm sick and tired of people for making making me feel bad. I'm sick and tired of people with like money and resources making me feel bad for not learning a skill during this shit. I am poor, okay? Regardless of what anybody tells you, don't let anybody tell you tell you otherwise. It takes money and resources to learn a skill. You just don't learn carpentry just like, I'm going to learn how to put carpets down. Not, I don't know if that's carpentry or not. I could be a dickhead. But you just don't learn carpentry. And just because you got, because you got, because you, because you just got time. That's not how carpentry work. Nigga, you don't know how to build a house because you got time. You need the resources. You need money to get those resources. It just don't take time. So I'm sick of niggas on Twitter telling me, hey, you niggas bad being in the house, you know, working on this, you know. And nigga, fuck you. Like, I can't just learn how to sew if I ain't got a sewing machine, nigga. That's not how learning the skill work. You need money and resources. I professionally, I work in the kitchen. My job is shut down, nigga. We've been shut down since day one of quarantine. Since they said, "Yo, y'all should go home," my job was like, "All right, we done." <laughs> Niggas, are right, we done? Literally, the day before that, it was a work day. The next day, they was like, "Yo, y'all should stop working." My job was like, "Yo, we done working." Like it was that fast, <laughs> that fast. Shit was over with. And because I work inside like uh, the restaurant business. Once life gets back to semi-normal, I my business probably won't be making a lot of money because people are still going to be, like, afraid to go outside, which, and right, rightfully so, they should be. So I won't, we won't be strumming up business the way I thought. So, like, you mean, I was going to ask my boss for a raise. It's not happening because we won't make enough money for me to get a raise. All I'm saying is, though, stop telling motherfuckers to go out there and learn a trade when I don't have the resources or the money to learn a trade. Like, bro... Let me tell you something. A dream of mine is I actually want to make this podcast a real podcast, and I want to put, like, the, the full-length video and clips up on YouTube. That's something I really want to do because I feel like the podcast won't take the next leap to where I can actually be, like, actually profitable, which I'm in, I am making money off this shit. Just to, to actually be, like, actual profitable business where I can be like, all right, I can, you know, feasibly in two years tell my job fuck you because i make enough money off the pie plus other things to i can be creative full-time i i won't be able to do that without having a macbook or sometime a, some 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 kind of high processing laptop so that way i can edit 
my clips on my laptop with all do all that thing myself. Now I could outsource this work. I could outsource it to somebody, but that will end up calling me. That will end up causing costing me more money in the long run than it would just to do it myself. So if you think I don't want to learn how to fucking you know video edit, you're 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 wrong. You're wrong. You are a dumb person. You are a dumb human, and your mother and your mother should have swallowed you because I want to learn these things. I do. Like there's like. There's things I want to learn, but I don't have the money nor resources to do it. I'm still waiting on. Here's the thing. I I didn't file my taxes the year 2018 or 2019 because, like I, I've said it many times, I am a child posing in an adult man's body. So, like, I'm not really a, a grown-up. I just got a grown man's body. So, I didn't file my taxes last two years. So, I haven't got my Trump check. Also, because I'm a child in a grown man's body, I lost all the, you know, what the, the fucking, the tax return form that the jobs give you, I lost all of them. Granted, I'm a 22-year-old, so I've worked many jobs in the last two years. So I've lost all the forms. So instead of, like, just having the forms on hand, I can just, okay, let's file this out now. I had to go to the IRS website, fucking get them to send me the shit through the mail. I did that, and it was like, yo, it's going to be here in 7 to 10 days. That was a month ago. <laughs> what I didn't realize is that everybody shut down, so nobody's in the IRS office. So I probably won't be getting that shit until, like, outside open back up. Like, I won't be getting them. Hopefully, them niggas still going to give me my Trump check. Because if I don't get my Trump check, I'm going to be pissed. Like, my whole time this quarantine, I was like, y'all, I'm going to get this Trump check. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm going to get this MacBook, you mean? I'm going to get these T-shirts. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, was th- I had all the ideas in my head of things I was going to do. But it's things that I can't get done without the money. I like I make a nice little piece of money, but I don't nigga, I don't great, I live at home now, so I I could feasibly do have enough money to do it. Be like, nah, fuck that. I'ma just save up the money. But yo, sneakers be looking cool on Amazon sometimes. Like sometimes I'd be like, nah, I need that. Sometimes like you get drunk and you somehow you just spend seventy dollars like that. Like it just happens. So mistakes, mistakes happen. Like I don't know what you I don't know, I don't know what you want me to tell you. So, yeah, stop telling motherfuckers that they need to get, they need to learn a trade. Because if you don't have the resources or money to actually put towards that trade, you can't learn a trade. Like, that just bothers me a lot, being 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 that I am a poor person. Like, yo, you niggas that live in suburban homes because your parents made $100,000 a year, don't talk to me about my fucking low cla- <laughs> middle class, lower middle class family struggling to make ends meet tell Muslim just learn a trade you had all you had the world set up for you to learn a trade and you did coke through high school so shut the fuck up okay shut the fuck up <laughs> oh my god it is currently 5 a.m in the morning like I said before and I I'm just doing this podcast because I haven't done a podcast since the joint podcast on that released Monday. So I just I was in a lull of content. I was I was on a streak of putting on like two podcasts a week during quarantine. But recently this past week I just got really lazy and I couldn't think of anything to podcast. Not I'm lying. I wasn't thinking of things to podcast about. I like I've thought of things to make podcasts about, but they weren't like interesting to me, which is a thing I struggle with. My dad tells me all the time, he's like, yo, mate, sometimes you just put that shit out and if people like it, they like it. But I hadn't found anything funny or interesting that I thought was interesting to talk about. So I just hadn't done it until until recently. So that show, Black AF, right? It's bad. It's a bad show. And I watched the trailer, 
And in my mind, for some reason, I was like, nah, I'm going to like that. For some reason, in my mind, I thought that I was going to like this show, Black AF. Black as fuck. It is the, it is the King of Harris show. I don't know if you know Kenya Harris, but he is the executive producer, writer, director, all those cool fly things of the ABC sitcom Blackish. He also did the show Grownish. Also did the show Mixedish. He loved ish at the end of things. So when I, I walked into it, like I, I enjoy Kenya Harris, Kenya, Kenya, Kenya Harris uh properties. Maybe I might like this shit. Maybe it might be something that I could enjoy, something I could binge, something I can talk about. Now half of that was true. A quarter, a, a third of that was true. It is something I could talk about, but it was not something I could binge, and it was not something I could like. I got through about one episode of that shit, and I was like, nah, this shit is garbage. The main reason it's garbage is because black black as fuck just feels like a overdramatic rehash of all things King of Havers has, all, uh, has already done. Except this time, he's the star of the show. Like, his main character... So, let me see. If you haven't seen the show... Black AF frames itself as a documentary that King of Harris' daughter is doing to get into NYU, right? It frames itself as this documentary that she's going to use to get into school. I only watched the first episode. In the first episode, everybody congratulates him about him getting his, getting his new Netflix deal and how, how happy they are for him. So I'm assuming at the end of the show, Kenya surprises his daughter with, Oh well, look this documentary made them put on Netflix. I'm I'm assuming that's how it ends. I haven't I haven't finished it because it's bad, but I'm assuming that's what happens. So on the surface, really cool idea, really really cool idea, but then upon a quick Google search, you realize it's not actually his daughter, right? It's not actually his daughter. Now that's not a knock on the show or its premise, but if it was his daughter, it would be. I don't know, maybe a little bit more entertaining than the boring piece of shit that we got. It's really a boring piece of shit. So episode one, Kenya Havers, he struggles, he struggles with his blackness. So because he is a because he is a successful black man, he shows his wealth through his clothing, his accessories, and his cars. This is something black people have done forever, but he contributed to slavery. Which is something I hear that goes on through a lot, a lot throughout the show. All, all problems that happens to black people, he attributes to slavery. Which I'm not going to say he's wrong. I'm not going to say he's wrong, because a lot of the problems we deal with do come from slavery, and do come from you know this this long history of 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 uh, discrimination and hated on black people throughout America's history. So I'm not going to say he's wrong on that. But I am going to say I don't want to hear that bullshit. I don't want to be made the victim when I'm trying to watch a show called Black as Fuck. I want to be liberated. I want to be liberated by this black wealth and not and, and I reminded that oh you're rich but you're sad. Like fuck out of here, bro. So he he he's he's struggling with being black. And uh he 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 feels this conflict because he feels like people will judge him if he doesn't flex, thinking that, you know, he's not doing well. And he also feels like people will judge him if he... Let me restart that sentence, because I don't, I don't know how I started that. He feels like people will judge him if he flexes, because be like... I, okay, I'm not editing this out, because I'm a, I'm a retard. I'm going to restart the whole sentence over. My man, I, do, I don't do it editing, and I, I, don't, I don't have a laptop to do it. But I'm going to restart this whole sentence over, <laughs> okay? King of Havis, he's struggling... Because he feels like if he doesn't flex, people will see him as a as a black man and inside art 
not doing well. People will see him not having the chains, not having the cars, not having accessories, not having the watches, all that cool shit, and think, oh, this nigga may not be doing well. And he also feels like people will judge him if he does flex, thinking that he's just some, another rapper that or rapper or producer or some shit like that that blew his money on the chain. So I get that. Kenya Harris, he doesn't feel comfortable with flexing and he he doesn't feel comfortable with his with with, comf, with with his flexing with his wealth until he can make white people feel uncomfortable with his wealth, and that showed perfectly at the at the scene at the end of episode one where he's at the dinner with his wife and his wife's friends from law school, and the daughter comes the daughter calls the daughter just got some newly uh dyed purple hair, and the white people go oh my god that's so hip hop and they get offended by that so when that happens he's like all right well fuck you you mean I got this and blah 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 boom boom you want me to pick that back tip for you it makes him feel comfortable knowing that he can provide for his family not just hip hop right which is cool I guess but. It's really not that good of a show. Like, I'm not doing a good job explaining it, but all in all, it's not a good show. Let me give you more just things that I noticed in the show. Things that I noticed, I watched the show Grownish, number one, and the the character, the actor that plays his daughter sounds and feels remarkably like the same character that is uh, the girl from Grownish. I believe her, I believe her name is Tuck. To Taria, to 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 Taria, to Doritos, to Fritos, Cheetos. It's some shit like that. It's is what what the fuck is this bitch name? Y- Yahara, Yahara, y- y- Yara. Yeah, okay. It's Yara Shah- Yara Shahidi, Yara Shahidi. The daughter, the, the actor that plays his daughter in the show, feels remarkably similar. To Zoe Johnson, who was played by Yahara Rashidi. Zoe Johnson is the character from Blackish who got her own spinoff in the show Grownish. Zoe Johnson is, of course, the daughter of the, the, the main character from the show Blackish, Dre. And um feels very similar. They feel like the same person, they talk the same, very breathy, very airy. Same both 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 characters really into the art world. Also, King of Harris's character, character in the show. Um, Black AF feels just like Dre. He feels just like him, and that made me feel like this is just a cash grab. A cash grab. Now I'm not mad at a black man getting this money. If Netflix gonna offer you a bag, by all means, get the fucking bag. By all means, take the money and run. I don't give a fuck. I get it. But at the same time, don't give me don't give me the same stories and the same characters that you already given me in in, in on your HBs. On, on your ABC show. Because that's what it feels like. So it's like he's giving me the same characters, the same story, the same experiences that he's already given me on his, HB, on his ABC show. And that makes me feel robbed, cheated in a way. Because I, like I said, I do, I do enjoy a lot of uh, King of Harris' work. Even though sometimes it can be like really cheesy and hacky. But I do enjoy it. It's really like corny, like sit down with your significant other and binge a show type of content. That's what that, that's what it is. It's like you and your girl can watch this, you know, both of y'all can enjoy this together. Like you got of course, you as a man, you smarter than her. You got, you know, bring bring his brain cells down a little bit. You got dumb it down so y'all can be on the same level watching it. Of course I'm joking when I say that. But honestly, it is like um 
it is that kind of show where both of y'all can enjoy it. So I do enjoy a lot. Of, I do enjoy a lot of a lot of his content for that reason. So Black AF does have that same feel where I could watch it with my significant other and we can both enjoy it together. But it it's just it's missing it's missing originality. That's the key thing that is missing is originality. It's missing its own voice. So I hope I hope it probably won't get a season two. Like I said, I didn't finish it. I watched episode one. I was like, All right, I'm out. And I'm pretty sure at the at the I believe it's like ten episodes, something like that. At the ten episodes, they wrap it up, put a nice clean bow on it, and that's it. So I don't know what his deal is. I think it was just maybe for this one show, and then he's out. But hopefully they they, they don't try to stretch a season two out of that shit, because nobody wants that bullshit. Netflix, if you're listening to this, even though you aren't listening to this, you know what the fuck I want again? I want Umbrella Academy. Bring that back for season two. Bring that back. That is what that is what all of us want. We want new. We want we want shit like that. Here, quick tangent on um, Netflix. How come Netflix decides to bring back all the shit that we don't want? Like Netflix, Netflix would do that. Like that show uh, with the fucking with the autistic kid. I forgot what it's called. It was it's on Netflix. Y'all, if you if you know the show I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. But um, that's. That's honestly the dumbest shit I might have ever said on the podcast. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. No shit. But I'm saying, like, if you know the show with the autistic kid, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Michael Rappaport is in it. It's, it's, that show, I watched it. Bad show. Bad, bad show. It's not that good. But that shit had three seasons or some shit like that. Atypical is the name of the show. Atypical, that's what it's called. Two seasons it got. Apparently it was a it was it was a book first. And Netflix gave that shit two seasons. Twenty episodes. Fuck you, Netflix. Fuck you. Plain and simple, fuck you. Nobody wanted that shit. I didn't want two seasons of that bullshit. But Netflix canceled shit like Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and and Daredevil. All those shows that were actually money makers. All the shows that actually brought viewers to the app, viewers to the to the streaming service, they're gone. Now that may be partially because, well, when those shows were canceled, we didn't know that Disney Plus was down, was coming through the pipeline. So maybe that is a part of it because we all know Marvel's owned by Disney. So maybe a lot of that shit could be attributed to that coming down the pipeline. But still, they they give us they do that shit to us. Like Umbrella Academy, it says that it should be released in 2020. The first season, I believe, was released in 2019. Cool. I get it. Give you some time to make the next one. Fine. But how long does it realistically take to make a show? Like, how long does it realistically take? I heard a movie was shot, and I heard that Tyler Perry movie that was up there was shot in, like, four days. I I didn't see that bullshit Tyler Perry movie. And once again, I'm going to say something stupid. If you know, you know what I'm talking about. That dumbass Tyler Perry movie that was the biggest meme for like two weeks with the bad wigs and shit like that. And, uh, and, and, and actors in the background taking sips of water and it was nothing in the cup. That badass, that badass movie, I believe it took four days to film. Granted, Tyler Perry, he has his own property where he films all his shit like that. He has his own studio, so it may be a little different you know, time where... He can like film it all in five days because he doesn't he doesn't have to travel. He has all the sets right there. But still, how long does it realistically take? I heard that this was a tweet. I believe the Netflix Twitter account tweeted out the the last Airbender 
is coming to Netflix US. And it's important that I say the Netflix US because The Last Airbender has been on Netflix in different countries for years now. For years now. Years. It, it comes, The Last Airbender comes to Netflix US uh, May 15th, but it has been on other Netflix, other Netflixes for years. Like, it, it, it got to the point where people was downloading VPNs to fucking hide their address and, and put their address in, like, South Africa or some shit just to go watch it. Because it's been on Netflix in other countries for years, which is weird because every title is embitter while it is inspired by Eastern shows and has Eastern and had Eastern philosophies and has Eastern art style. It is made in America. It is an make it is an American made show. So the fact that it took so long for it to just come to America and for all of us to binge it is weird. So Fuck you, Netflix, for that as well. Fuck Netflix. Just fuck Netflix, honestly. Fuck Netflix. Like, th- I'm lying. I love you, Netflix. There's a lot of shit that I, a lot of shit that I love about Netflix. But fuck you. Here's the thing about Netflix, too. I just ran. I'm ran. I need to give y'all a podcast. So this is what I'm doing. I, I hope you're enjoying this. But here's the thing about Netflix. This is probably a sentiment somebody has said before, or you 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 felt it. So this isn't some profound point. I just want to say it. <sighs> You ever been on Netflix? Let's say, let's 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 paint a picture. You with a, you with a shorty, you with a little baby, you know. You're about to chill. Maybe 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 a possible B session going going on. Maybe possibly you might take her to Thumpville. So there's a lot of options that could happen right now. But as of right now, you're about to chill. So of course you turn on Netflix because Netflix and chill go hand in hand. You go on Netflix, and you are overloaded with options. Like, it's too much shit up there for you to even try to decide what you want to watch. That's how I feel a lot of the times when I hop on Netflix. Take a woman out of the equation. I'm just me by myself. A lot of the time, I feel overwhelmed with the options that Netflix has to offer because they put out so much content all the time. Like, Netflix, I think Netflix is almost up there with Pornhub where you can't finish Netflix at this point. Like, it might have been a certain point in time, maybe 10 years ago, maybe a decade ago, 11 years ago, something like that, 12 years ago, where you could possibly finish all of Netflix in a year. Like, it could have been a point where you could watch, it was, it was feasible for you to watch everything that was on Netflix. Now, I don't think that's possible, because Netflix has so many subgenres. And Netflix algorithm based on, is based off what you watch. So they're only giving you shit that, like, what you watch, based on what you watched beforehand. We all been on Netflix before. Sometimes you pull up a new show and it'd be like, oh, you're a 95% match for this. That's based off all the other bullshit you watched before. I've been watching a lot of bullshit reality television. So you know what I've been getting? A lot of bullshit reality television as 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 my recommended now. Like, bro, you're an 89% match for this shit. You are 89% match for a uh, foreign woman comes to America, try to fuck Rick Man, try to tries to fuck Rich Man for Visa. I'm a apparently I'm a 90% match for that show. I watched it too. I think they, they, they right. It was a good show, but I just feel overloaded with options. Hulu, I don't feel as overloaded with options when I go on a Hulu. When I go, when I when I log on a Hulu, it might be, be it might be because their presentation is less cluttered. Like when you go to Netflix, once you scroll down from like the top ten or like you recently watched, or I don't know what's at the top anymore, but once you scroll down, it's like. It's like four or five rows on the, on the screen at a time, and like all four or five rows 
has about 20 different selections of shit you can watch in it. So immediately, you're just overloaded with options. Hulu is a is less of that because their shit goes diagonally. You see one thing at a time, and then you get to decide like that. Sometimes on Hulu, I feel like there's not enough options, too. But that's that's, that's, that's the thing with consumers. Like, we want our cake, and we want to eat it, too. Because in the same breath, I just said, I'm overloaded with options on Netflix. But then I said, Hulu, I feel like there's not enough options. Maybe it's because of the presentation, and they both present, and they both present their content differently. So it could be part of that. But it is it is the thing when I log on to Hulu, I feel like I can I feel like I pick a show faster. I feel like I pick I feel like I pick a show way faster on Hulu. It's just like boom, Family Guy, boom, Dave, boom, Atlanta, boom, this bullshit documentary. Like I, I immediately just go in there and I know what I want to watch. I know what I want to watch. Who would have thought? Speaking of like content things that I've noticed, it's been like. A solid like maybe two three years now where documentaries are becoming like a thing that we talk about like documentaries are a thing now there's been several documentaries now that have like stopped the internet and we all talked about it i could the first one i can vividly remember being a thing that we all spoke about was the firefest doc the firefest doc was so big that it was two of them it was a netflix doc and a hulu doc People, some people saw the Netflix doc first. Some, some people saw the Hulu doc. Some people only saw the Hulu doc. Some people only saw the Netflix doc. But it was two separate docs, and we we, we talked about it. We endorsed it. It was the conversation for about a week and a half on Instagram and Twitter. Not not so much Instagram because Instagram we get the shit late. But for like a week and a half, it was the conversation on Twitter. Like people, that was it was memes. We, we spoke about it. The most recent thing that we most talk about, the biggest thing we, we were talking about right right now, is of course the Michael Jordan doc. But right up, but, but right before the Michael Jordan doc, it was Tiger King. Before Tiger King, it was Don't Fuck with Cats. So it's been it's been like this this, before but before Don't Fuck with Cats, it was the Aaron Hernandez documentary. It's been like this murderous row of documentaries that we just want. We want to consume these things, and I'm starting to think that the only way that this generation now, just this, I don't. When I say generation in, in this context, I mean like all of us living. Like I feel like the only way all of us living can um, take in new information is through documentaries. Like, the, like none of us are reading books. Like I see an article all the time on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, that seems interesting. I open an article, I'm like, oh, words, oh, reading, back out. Like I, I just don't, I don't. This just could be a narrative based off how dumb I am or how dumb fucking society's coming. But I feel like the best way to get a person to take in new information is through a documentary. Like y'all y'all ever you remember back in like high school where like like in science class for example, a teacher will like let's say the class was like struggling with a a subject, a topic, or or before we even get into a topic, the teacher would like will intro the topic with like a Bill Nye video or some YouTube video. Like you you will get introed by like a video. Because I think that I think it may be something there to where we learn better when it's visually put in front of us, then we got to actually read it ourselves. I'm not smart enough to know the like, actual logistics of it, but I do feel like there's something there because I can vividly remember, like, I was in, like, I was in bio for the second time because I failed bio the first time. I was in bio for the second time, and we got to, like, some shit I really didn't understand the first time. But this year, the teacher did something different, and she showed us a video before we got into the actual context like, before we got to it, she showed us a video about it, and I immediately felt like I got it more. Like, just like that, I felt like I understood what she was trying to tell me way before. So that's that's a thing. I don't know. So 
maybe documentaries is the way we should teach kids. Like I know for like I've been hearing O'Head say that like they want a box set of the Jordan doc because watching YouTube videos and YouTube clips of Jordan play is it going to be justice to pass down how great Jordan was? But what but but what will do it is this Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. I've heard multiple heads say that they want this so they can give it to their kids, so they can tell their kids, yo, this is the story of the greatest basketball player ever. And I think that the kids, like, I think I'm more receptive to the information because it's in an entertaining fashion. They got music behind it. There's people talking and sit-down interviews. It's it's more of a better experience than me watching a fucking movie. Like, I remember, I'm about to give more examples of this. I don't really need to give these examples, but I'm just, I'm, it's coming to my head now. I remember a few times in high school where, like, we would watch videos and movies to go along with the to go along with the text that we were reading. Like, I remember in world history, my freshman year, we were learning about. Uh, I forget exactly what we were learning about, but whatever the movie Troy was about. Whatever that shit, the movie Troy with Leonardo DiCaprio, I believe that was Leonardo DiCaprio, or that was Brad Pitt. I think it was Brad Pitt. Whatever that shit was about, I remember us watching the movie to go along with that because it was like, like Mr. Pagoda knew that we were taking the information better. Even though the movie wasn't a direct, you know, frame by frame, sins by sins, line by line remake of what happened it was close enough to where we could watch it and, uh, and understand and understand the information better i remember freshman year maybe because maybe because we was freshmen we was dumb so the teachers were trying to like give us be nice but i remember freshman year we read the hunger games like the book one and i remember us watching the movie to go along with each chapter that we read so let's say we read like the first three chapters and shit we read the first three chapters and be like all right well now we're gonna watch the movie that we're, we're gonna watch as much as the movie that correlates with the first two chapters and i hadn't seen hunger game yet because i was like that's that's some pussy shit that's some gay shit dog that's that's for girls it wasn't that shit was hard but I, that was i was coming off twilight so it was weird but yeah that was like a thing so maybe there is something to us learning better when it's learning better through visual stimulation, watching a documentary, watching a movie that goes along with the text. Maybe there's something there to like help us memorize better. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to actually tell you. I just feel like it is. Y'all guys remember, I'm 22, so... When did the first Twilight come out? Like, the first Twilight might have came out, what, 2008? Or some shit like that? Yeah, the first Twilight film came out 2008. So that was 12 years ago. I was 10 years old. Maybe 11, because I turned 23 this year. So the first Twilight came out. Yeah, I was, I, was, I, was, I was 11 years old. It came out November 21st, 2008. Y'all remember the craze behind, like... Between the tween films. Like, that shit was ridiculous. They made like eight of those. And like the every girl in my class went to go see those movies. It was like a big thing for them to go see every Twilight. It was another one of those things. Vampire Diaries, Vampire Diaries was on TV at the time. It was like really big for the tween, like love triangle. Oh my God, mythical creature shit like that. It was it was weird. I remember around the same time Percy Jackson that came out, and I think the studio that made Percy Jackson wanted to make like wanted to make that like the boy version, 
of Twilight. They wanted to make like the boy version of that because the main character was a guy. And I think they wanted to make like they, they wanted to reach like the demo of like twelve to sixteen year old dudes. That I think that I think that I think that's what they wanted the demo to be. But it didn't do as well at the box office because everybody knows that women support shit more. That's just that's how it goes. Most of the album sales belong to women. Women are the one buying music. Women are the people that taking content the most. Mainly because these bitches ain't got no jobs. Like, no, nah, I'm fucking with you. But that shit was weird. I think about that shit all the time because I saw some shit on Twitter the other day where, what's the guy, the the, the uh, lava boy? What's <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Taylor Taylor Lautner, whatever his fucking name is. Taylor Lautner was twelve years ago. He would have been. He's twenty eight now. So twelve years ago, he would have been. I'm I'm dumb, y'all. Give me a second. Twenty-eight minus twelve, uh, eight. Take away the two. That's that's six. So he would have been he would have been sixteen. He would have been sixteen at a time. And like that guy was like overly sexu- sexualized. Like guy was like taking this like that was a thing. That was like I remember I remember you remember Matt TV from back in the day. Like not not Matt not, not Matt TV like Matt like the sketch comedy show that came on Cartoon Network. It was like the, whatever. I'm I'm over explaining shit. But I remember like I remember like that being a meme. Like before memes was a meme. I remember that was being like a meme almost. Like people were like talking about how he always had his shirt off in every scene. It might have been the SNL sketch back in the day where. The main thing about the character was he always had his shirt off regardless. Remember, like, all the parody movies they made back? That was when parody movies was big. I might do a podcast on that. Parody movies that was big back in the day. That was, like, a thing. That was that was a thing that we, we, we talked about. Like, he always had his shirt off. And I think there's a double standard there. Because if that was a 16-year-old girl who was over-sexualized like that, we would be in, like, Twitter, it would be so many think pieces to this day about why we over-sexualizing this woman. Like, why, like, why, she's, she's just a little girl. She's only 16. People will be talking about, and justifiably so. Don't get me wrong. Justifiably so. I think it's nasty either way. I just think that is, I think it's weird. I think it's funny. I think it's funny how, <laughs> I think it's funny how we just don't talk about it when it's a guy. Like, we just let that shit rock. We was like, ah, whatever. Show us that dick, boy. Like, it's weird. Because he was a child. He was like, I remember being 16. I was 16 eight years ago, six years ago, something like that. I was just 16 not too long ago. So I remember being 16, and I remember how, like, dumb and vulnerable I was to, like, everything in the world. I didn't know anything about the world. And we had grown-ass women salivating over a 16-year-old boy. They sold posters of this guy, Taylor Lautner, who was, was just his shirt off, and little girls hung that up in their rooms. There might have been some, like, 19-year-old women who had a picture of a 16-year-old boy with his shirt off in their room. That's weird. I only think about this because if there, if there was a woman, if there, if there was a woman who experienced that, we would still be talking about it to this day. Like, that would be a thing that, like, we would, we, we, we would care more. And I think that's more of a commentary on how we just don't give a fuck about men and men's rights and how we feel about men. I know it's I know it's weird to hear a man say men's rights, but in all honesty, men's rights is a thing and I think that we should care more, but we just didn't give two fucks about them. Like it was like, "All right, fuck it, dog, take that shirt off." Like um I remember I recently watched this um this interview 
from Chloe Grace Moritz. Chloe Grace Moritz. Um, if you don't know who Chloe Grace Moritz is, uh, I think her biggest role, some of her biggest roles might have been she was the little girl in Kick-Ass. For all my guys that remember Kick-Ass, she was the little girl in Kick-Ass. And for all my female listeners, she was the main character, Carrie, in the movie Carrie. So that's her. And she told a story about how she was like 14 or 15 years old. And they did a screen testing for the outfits that she was going to wear in the movie. They did like a screen testing and everything tested well. And she uh, went into her trailer first day of filming. And in the trailer, it was a what they call, I, I don't know this for, but what she called two chicken breasts. Chicken breasts are basically like these silicone, almost fake titties that you put inside your bra to make your titties look big. And they wanted her to wear them on set. So that meant that grown-ass men, grown-ass people saw a 14, 15, 16-year-old girl and some screen test footage. They was like, you know one thing? Her titties don't look big enough. Like, that's what happened. And l- luckily for her, she's a smart woman. And she said, I'm not, even even at that age, she stood up for herself and said, I'm not doing that shit. Like, that makes me feel uncomfortable. But even in doing that, even in doing that, like, it made her begin to look at her body differently. She 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 began to question herself, like, damn, maybe my titties are a little small. Damn, maybe I could lose a little, lose a little bit of weight. And even that, like, if like if that if, if that interview got on the Twitter, like, we would have, there would be a 30-minute, 30 30-day 30 dialogue about how men treat women and how we see women as as just objects for sex, how, how we objectify them. But when it comes to a man like Terry Lautner, who's in a similar position, we just don't we just don't care. We sweep it under the rug. And I think that's very interesting to talk about. I think that's an idea that I want to bring to the table. And I'm not smart enough to actually talk about it more, but it is something I want to bring to the table. So, yeah, what the fuck is up with that? I think I got this idea for a podcast. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm smart enough to do it. I'm not well prepared enough to do it today, but expect the podcast on it soon. I'm gonna give you I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the premise. The premise is basically how there hasn't been a good comedy movie in the past ten years. Now I'm not well prepared enough to do it today, but I have done some thinking about this. Like when like what was really was the last good comedy movie you saw? Like that like no when I say comedy, I mean pure comedy, like no like no like, no, like, oh, there's an underlying message. Like, nah, we're going to give you straight jokes. Like, the whole Will Ferrell era of comedies. Like, those dumb-to-be-dumb comedies that we all love. Like, Step Brothers, Talladega Nights, other guys, shit like that. Those movies that were just movies that were meant to be funny and nothing else. It hasn't been one in a while because I think a lot of the writers now are holier than thou. They care more about telling a message than actually just telling a good comedy story was like if you want to tell a message bro six year nut ass indie films like go show that at sundance or some shit don't make it with paramount and i gotta watch uh a minute i gotta watch an hour 30 long fucking confess so people talk about how morally high they are so fuck that but that's coming i got i got idea for that i got idea I got, I think next week I'm going to kick this pot. I think next week I got, I maybe, I maybe do four pods. Currently I got a few pods ideas in my head and I really want to get back into the flow of doing multiple pods a week. So expect that. Maybe from what I, I, I spoke to Cam today, guys, everybody who are like long time listeners of this podcast know 
some usually sometimes usually sometimes that's dumb most times i have uh my two friends here my two co-hosts uh cam and rob come and they do the podcast with me but due to coronavirus we haven't done a podcast in a while we actually tried to do a podcast last week over over uh over skype but apparently my internet is trash and they kept acknowledging it so it wasn't a good podcast but they guys cam got some masks he got a mask coming in and he think that maybe next week we could like we could like come in here, he wear a mask, and we get it done. So maybe you guys can spec that down the pipeline. I I feel shitty saying you guys. I feel like a shitty YouTuber. Like, hey, you guys, like and subscribe. Don't forget to turn the post notification. Like, I feel shitty saying that, but I'm just really trying to give you an update. But um, yeah, I hope everybody's quarantine is going well. I hope everybody stays safe. Also, I want to say this before I exit. Um, a friend of mine's. Well, we weren't. I'm. We weren't necessarily friends. Yeah, I hadn't, I had, we haven't spoke in a decade. We haven't spoken forever, but he was a guy that I went to middle school with. He recently passed away from coronavirus at the age of 22. And um, I'm not going to put his name out there because I don't know if his family wants this information, though. Especially for me. Like, his brother posted on Instagram, but I'm not, I'm not in the family. I just want to uh, send my condolences to him. He was a really nice guy, a really sweet guy. And he passed away from coronavirus at the age of 22. So I say that to say, like, it's not only old people dying from it. It's not only sick people dying from it. Young people are dying as well. Like, anybody, anybody. Coronavirus is like Adrian Moner in that post-game, uh, in that post-fight interview. He was like a Mexican, American, anybody can get it. Anybody can get it, and and everybody will get it if we don't stare our asses in the house. Now, I, I hate to sound like I'm morally higher than you guys because, Granted, I went out, I'm not going to lie, I went outside too. I'll be outside, I, I do dumb shit, but I have been practicing uh, better social standards of, of when it comes to this whole quarantine thing. So now when I only time I go outside is when I want to play basketball, get a little jogging, or I need to go to the store and get my back black and mouths. So that's, that's fucked up to say, like, yo, I'll be working out, but I'll be smoking these blizzies too. It's fucked up. That's the only time I really go outside now. But even when I do that now, I make sure I grab some gloves upstairs from my dad because my dad works in the hospital, so I get some gloves from him. And I also have a cloth mask now, so I wear a mask on my face. I told myself I wasn't going to be one of those assholes that wear a mask, but it's not about being an asshole is about just protecting myself and others because i could be a carrier and not show any symptoms but it's about it's, it's it's about protecting all of us like we're all in this together i've been practicing social distancing six feet away from like six feet away from everybody when i go into the store when i wait in line i make sure like i, I stand a, a nice ways back from you so just in case i do call for something i do breathe a little bit i do talk when i spit a little bit this these germs don't come to you and you don't get affected so i'm just saying that everybody stay safe Everybody stay safe. Cause when I read that, Cam actually sent me the post on Instagram. I was I was sad. I was I was sad because that was that he may be the first person I went to school with that passed away. Like I'm 22 now, which sounds weird. Like I'm black, you know. Oh, you said a lot. I don't I don't really have a lot of dead people that I went to school with. I, like I know people in my life who have passed away, but he was the first person like my age that like I went to school with. We had like a shared we have shared experiences of like going to class together that is no longer living. So that uh, affected me deeply. Um, just made me think about how fragile life is and how this Corona shit doesn't care. Like it doesn't care about who you are. And I think we should all take that into account. Just be safe. But um, enough of that sappy shit. Uh, like I said, I got, I got I got some content coming in for you guys next week. We're gonna have some fun. Um, yeah, man. 
thanks, thank you for listening to another episode of the of the Listen Why You Should podcast. Um, I appreciate all the listeners. I appreciate all you guys. Come back next time. Maybe I'll just rant again for 40, 45 minutes. Who fucking knows? Maybe I'll have actual topics and not freestyle for 30 of it. I don't know. That's the beauty of this thing. You don't know You don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just so quirky. <laughs> but uh, thank you for listening to another episode of the Listen Why Shit Podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, the fastest growing podcast in the history of podcasts. Do not Google that because that is a fact, though. I have been your host, Dom Sharp. There's two things in this world that every human has, opinions and assholes. I so happen to be I so happen to be an asshole with an opinion. Thanks for listening. I'm fucking mush my Well, thank you for listening to that whole podcast. You are appreciated. You are a gem, and I love you. And if you made it through that whole podcast, do me one more favor. Well, actually, three more favors. Go over to my Instagram page at Listen to This While You Shit. Give us a follow. Go over to our Twitter page. Listen and shit, give us a follow. And if you had the time left over, if you only if you had the time, go over to our Apple Podcast page and leave us a rating review. Tell us why you like the podcast or why you hate the podcast. Either way, I want to know. Give us a one star or five star. You let us know and tell me why so I can improve based off your review and I can get better. The only way I'm ever going to get better if you tell me why I suck. So thanks for listening.